let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Jordan. And I'm the other one, (laughs) Emily, the wife. We're really excited to have you guys here with us. If you are a returning listener, like welcome back. If you are brand new, we're really excited to have you here with us. Uh, Just to remind you guys what we're about, like we're, we're really trying to help you find real practical ways to make your home and your family more centered on Christ. And to help ourselves. Yeah, and help ourselves. Yeah. We're not experts in this. What we're really trying to do is just gather information and find guests who know more than we do and right. and get that information to you and have a conversation with you guys. So, oh. good? You want to move into our... Oh, today we're going to talk about prayer. Um, we're pretty excited about this. This is something that's really important to us. And I think to any any believer. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, let's do some of our fun, what is it like? Segmenty. Segments. Our fun, like, beginning yeah. segments. Yeah. So usually we open, if it's just the two of us, and without a guest, we do a who's the weirdo. And basically that's just that we share a little quirk or a little, like, difference that we have. And then you get to decide who's weirder. Yeah, and which side you guys are on. Yeah. So I haven't even decided which one we're doing. Which one you want to do? Okay. I love sandwiches, (laughs) and so does Andrew, but I, when I make sandwiches sandwiches, very differently, that is the thing. That is the, the, who's the weirdo thing is that we make sandwiches very differently. So when I make sandwiches, why don't you, why don't you describe Okay. So when I make sandwiches, for some reason, I have like a scarcity mentality and maybe it's because I'm in college and we have like a limited food budget, uh, but I'm like, okay, so I have to get like a thin slice of cheese and I have a couple slices of meat. Like two. Like two. Maybe. Okay, not two. I'm not that skimpy, but like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of sparse. And and then if it's like peanut butter and jelly, it's like, okay, I have a thin layer, so make sure like it covers all of the like everything's covered. But barely. Yeah, it's like barely covered. It's like a thin, thin yeah. layer. It's like I'm painting peanut butter onto my onto yeah. my bread. And like, then, a, like a peanut butter wash and not yeah. even like a paint. And then em- when Emily is making sandwiches, it's like a, a serious undertaking. Uh, well, if you're going to eat a sandwich, you're going to eat a sandwich. Otherwise, <laughs> it's two pieces of bread together. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like, so I will like load it up. And like if I could like have the time and the the like materials, the ingredients. <laughs> um and then also like to make sure that it's not soggy or something. Like if if all, everything adds up to like a perfect sandwich, I would like always always put like tomato and onion and pickles. Like ah, that just sounds so good. But it's not always like that. And, and part of the reason she's so picky about her her sandwich making <laughs> tactics and <laughs> procedures is that she worked for Subway for a long time and she worked for Subway for the first semester we were married. Right? Yeah. And I, I don't know. I honestly loved it. Like a lot of, a lot of people don't like Subway and you don't like Subway. It's not my favorite. I would much rather like a Jimmy John's or yeah. but most I, other I love Subway places. and maybe it's because it's like a little bit of nostalgia, but 
I I really love it. I I recently admitted this to her, only a couple months ago, I think, and so we've been married four, four years. Four years, and I only recently admitted to her that I hated hugging her when she would come home <laughs> from work because I hate the smell of subway oh my gosh i think it's gross i didn't even know that i smelled weird but now like when i walk into a subway like i know it smells different it smells like subway but when i was working there it was like so normal that i didn't even notice that i smelled different and he like wouldn't even like he would you would say stuff like oh why don't you go brush your teeth (laughs) (laughs) because I apparently had like subway breath or like I smelled weird and my hair always smelled. Yeah, it was so but gross. I, never really I was very happy when you stopped working at Subway. Yeah, well, I would go back. I think this isn't a very good who's a weirdo though because I think I'm weird because I would always prefer to eat your sandwiches. So then we agree. You're the weirdo. I am the weirdo. Okay, done. Okay, <laughs> moving, done. moving on. on. <laughs> this is episode 12. We're talking about prayer. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is an important important topic for a lot of reasons um and to kind of set the groundwork um i know that a a lot of our listeners come from different faith backgrounds um so when we say prayer um in its most basic element or most basic form to us it means conversing with your heavenly father Mm -hmm. because Um, that's what we believe god is god is our loving heavenly father And so, like, all of you guys out there, like, you are all little children of our Heavenly Father. And so, in that sense, prayer is different than, um, like, prayer in, in this sense is different than prayer in other traditions because it's a conversation between a parent and a child. It's not... I love thinking about it like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not like, you're not, like, supplicating some, like, polymorphous or, like, bodiless deity up in the sky to like not strike you down or, or to <laughs> give you rain or something like yeah. it really is a conversation between you and your heavenly father. Um, and so it, in that sense, like now that we've, I guess we've talked about that a little bit, mm-hmm. um, we want to talk about some of the things that we've learned, um, about prayer and some of the things we struggle with and some questions we have now about the purpose of prayer and about its effectiveness and all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, so going back a little bit to the children of God topic, um, I really, really love thinking about prayer as a communication between parent and child. And just to, to think about God as my heavenly father, that he is all knowing and all feeling, um, along with Jesus Christ. Like that is, that's just, it makes my heart happy Mm -hmm. and it makes me sad to know that there are people out there that don't know that they have a loving heavenly father who knows them and loves them, whether or not those children communicate with him. Yeah. Um, and that's the cool thing too about prayer is that like, yes, heavenly father knows everything, but how much more awesome is it for him and for you as a child of God to be the one to tell him, you know, like, I might know everything that Hiram does in a day, but how sweet is it when he comes and tells me what he did or what his favorite part of the day was? Yeah. So. And I, th- I think one of the cool aspects of prayer is that, again, thinking about it in terms of um, a conversation between a parent and a child, um, you, 
Like if if you have kids, you know it's so much easier to help your kids if they're willing to listen to you, if they come to you and ask you questions, if they ask you for help. Um, because if they're not engaging with you and and seeking out that assistance, like you're pretty limited with what you can do. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not asking for help, if like your child's not asking for help, and you give help without them asking sometimes they'll accept it. Sometimes they won't accept it. A lot of times it'll just fall on deaf ears. Uh, And like kind of putting, like thinking about that in God's perspective, like he does everything for us, you know? And so we may not really know what he's doing for us, but we can like look around. And so maybe like he's helping us so much and he's answering our prayers and we're just like completely oblivious. mm -hmm. But like the stronger our connection is with him, the more we'll be able to see yeah, and not only to see, but um, so we'll be able to see the things he's doing right. um, that don't directly affect our, our will because he can't mm-hmm. like force us to do anything. Right. Um, and the way that we can make ourselves really better is by approaching him and then asking him what it is that we need to do, what it is that we can be doing better. And once we open ourselves up to that lane of communication, then the Father can take a more personal role in in guiding us or a more direct role mm-hmm. and it's less like manipulating circumstances around us and it's more of helping change us instead of changing our our surroundings if that makes sense right. yeah um yeah anything else you want to say on, no, on that, that point good, yeah okay so let's talk a little bit about personal prayer right i think again it always starts with the individual the, the individual and then and then it moves Family out. and then society kind of thing. Yeah. But it always starts with the individual. Yep. So, Andrew, can I ask you? No. 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 <laughs> no. Okay. Um, when do you think, like, was there a pivotal moment or period of time in your life where you really understood the power of prayer? You know, I, I think it's a, it comes in degrees. Right? That was a good noise. Was <laughs> That's what my stomach sounds like when I'm hungry, by the way. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it comes by degrees. And so I, I was blessed to come up to be raised in a home uh, with or by a believing family. And so we prayed all the time and, and we saw the, the blessings and benefits of prayer. Um, but when it became like a really serious commitment for me was probably when I was serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints mm-hmm. um, with you know, not with you, but you were in the, I was there. Yeah, you were in the same mission as I was. That's um, <laughs> where we met. Um, yeah, that's where I really learned how to pray. Um, and I also learned... To, uh, the big thing that changed was that prayer wasn't... In one sense, it was more serious. And in, was, in another sense, it was less serious. Mm-hmm. So in, in the sense it was more serious, I, I came to really value prayer. Because we were just praying all the time, you know. Like you get up, you pray, you you see, so you get up in the morning and you pray right away, and then as a you, missionary, as a missionary, I mean, I do that. I mean, as yes, well. but you're talking about yeah. As a missionary, yeah, you get up, you pray, you work out, and then you you pray before you eat breakfast, and then you pray before you do your scripture study, and you pray before you study with your with your missionary companion, and you pray before you do your language study, and you pray before lunch, and then you're praying constantly, mm-hmm. like the whole like all day. You probably easily say two dozen prayers. Probably. I mean, like, like formal, like I start a formal prayer and I end a prayer. Yeah. Um, and so it became a really serious deal for me. I felt the power of prayer 
and I felt it change me. And so that's, that's when it really started to become serious in that way. But it became less serious in another way in that I kind of relaxed and I wasn't so formal in my mm-hmm. prayer. Like it was less wrote and it wasn't as... So like more conversational? More conversational, yeah. And so it's more like I'm talking to... I'm talking to a person and I'm not like writing an essay for school. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I'm not like listing out the Sometimes points, like, like like the non-emotional, like rational points. Like I'm just talking. Um, sometimes this led to me having really funny prayers. And so like there were times when I was really, really tired um, on my mission. And I would like, as I was going to bed or when I would wake up first thing in the morning and I was saying prayers, my prayers would often go like, please, please help Sergei understand the scriptures and pickles. Pickles are a weird thing. And, and do they put them in vinegar or like, why do Russians like pickles so much? Man, like I think pink is kind of a weird color for a mushroom. I think it's all pink mushroom. And so we should like, I was just like ramble on. Not because the I was, funny thing I was is, just like, so tired. I do that now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get so tired, and I, yeah. Poor Heavenly Father has to be up there and listen to all the rambling prayers. I'm Been convinced there. if 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 I was in his place, I would have like a a, a record of all of the best rambling the best prayers. <laughs> like, all right, Andrew's going to bed after uh, midnight tonight, so I'm gonna press record right on this one because <laughs> this is gonna be good. Yeah. I imagine that's what he does. Yeah. I hope that he laughs and he doesn't, isn't offended. I'm sure he laughs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, and, but, but so that, that's where I, I really learned how to, um, how to pray or not really how to pray, but I, I really learned to care to pray. And my prayers mm-hmm. became much more conversational. Um, and I also, I haven't read this anywhere uh, but this is kind of my approach to to prayer, and this is something that I, I realized on my again on my mission. Um, that there's the two there's two types of prayers. So there's the. Um, are you laughing? Or are you coughing? What are you doing? No, I'm trying to hold in a cough. Okay, <laughs> she's laughing at me. Okay, so no. the, the first type of prayer is the like the formal prayer, like you're on your knees, folded arms, or closed clasp hands, or whatnot. Um, you start. In the name of Heavenly Father, and you close in the name of Jesus Christ. That like your your typical prayer, um, and those are really really important. Um, but there's also a lot of verses in the scriptures that talk about having a prayer in your heart always. Mm-hmm. And when I was trying to figure that out, I was like, I cannot do this. Like I cannot like have a formal prayer open all the time because I have to like talk to people. And I have to like, <laughs> I can't be like, like, hold on, my father, give me a second. And then talk to people and then like, okay, sorry, I'm back. Like pause, play, pause, play, yeah. pause, play. Um, I just, maybe there are some people out there who are way better than I am, but that is not a something that I can do. And so I realized that there must be something else. And so for me, th- this idea of having a prayer in your heart always refers to constantly having your mind and your thoughts in a place where you can receive answers from Heavenly Father, where your thoughts are pure enough that they could be a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means like always like trying to avoid hateful thoughts or jealous thoughts or gossiping thoughts, like whatever it is, like always trying to keep your mind pure. And then I also like shoot up little quick 
prayer texts to Heavenly Father <laughs> all the time. Like, like, hey, thanks for that help. Or like, oh, that was really cool. Though, thanks for doing that. Or like, oh, that, yeah. that's a really, like, thanks for that really pretty sunrise. Or Right. Or and like, I do that too. But I also feel like most of my prayer, the hearts, well, there's like, okay, so there's the ones that like, I will see on social media or something where someone's going through a hard time and then I'm just like, like, please bless her kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Um, but then also there's the ones throughout the day, several times a day where it's like, help, 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 help. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, ah, thanks. Yeah. Or there's the Hiram's like literally screaming at us and throwing things. And I'm like, help me not hit him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We don't hit our kids. That's bad. Um, yeah. Or like, just like, please help her calm down kind of a thing. Yeah. Please help her stop crying. Yeah. I think I'm gonna call those text prayers. Text prayers. Yeah. I'm gonna call text I prayers. I like that. I'll, I'll do that too. Yeah. So like, there's like the longer conversational prayers and then there's text prayers and then there's the, like the prayer of the heart really, I think is the, the openness of your heart to receive. I think it's just like, like making sure that you have service in your cell phone. Uh-huh. It's like making sure that you're in uh, an area with service. That's funny. And if you, like, you go, look at me what making, think about analogies? making analogies. Yeah. So, all right. So again, so the like formal prayers are like phone conversations or maybe like emails or something like something longer form. Cause he doesn't always like answer directly back instantaneously. Right. We'll still call phone call. So phone it's, call. it's a phone call. Yeah. And then you have your text message prayers, mm-hmm. which are like the, Oh my gosh. Like, Thank you for helping me not get in a wreck just now. Yeah. I just burped and Emily was trying not to laugh at me. <laughs> um, thanks, for, yeah. like, thanks for that. Thanks for helping me not get in a wreck. Or like, please help me not kill this child. Like, I really want to I'd like really I really like, like him. I like stick around for the rest of <laughs> my life. Yeah. Or the Emily walks in the door. I'm like, she looks mad. I probably did something wrong. Like, please forgive me and help me know what to say. <laughs> That doesn't happen yeah. too often. Well, it's like those quick text messages. Yeah. And then the heart, like the, like having a, a prayer in your heart all day is the, like making sure you're in service and like checking to see if you have any text messages from Heavenly Father throughout the yeah. day. Wow. I'm impressed. Bam. Okay. Go? I'm fascinating and cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um. All these I, wonderful things. Yes. All those wonderful things. But. And. And I just want to also touch on kind of the struggle. Yeah. That it's not always easy to pray and it's not always exciting. Sometimes it can seem boring mm-hmm. and re- repetitious. Mm-hmm. Repetitive. Repetitive. <laughs> and sometimes it can seem like it's not doing anything. Yeah. I personally have kind of struggled with prayer for a long time. Because, like, yes, I love my Heavenly Father. Of course. (laughs) But it's hard for me to, like, sit down and have that formal conversation with Him or informal conversation with Him. Because I do, like, I know that He knows. And I know that in the beginning of this episode, I went on a spiel about how, like, how, how much more awesome is it to hear it from me. Um... And so, like, that's one of the things that kind of pushes me to to pray is that, like, if I were him, I would want to know from my like from me. Um, so that's kind of like a motivator. But something I also heard when I was in high school um, from one of my seminary teachers. Seminary is like a 
like like kind of like a Bible study class. Yeah, it's just a Bible that, study like class. Like the youth go to. And so um, we were talking about prayer, and uh, my teacher said something like, if you don't feel like praying, pray until you do feel like praying. And so that is also like a big motivator to pray to me, or to for me to pray. <laughs> um, <laughs> do because, not pray to Emily. <laughs> it's a big motivator for me to pray to Heavenly Father because... Um, I just, like, yes, I care about our relationship, and yes, I want to strengthen it, but sometimes it's just hard because I'm tired, or I know this sounds really lame, but, like, I'm tired, or I just don't think I'm going to get anything out of it, or I don't really have anything unique to say, he already knows my thoughts and my heart, like, is it really going to make a difference? Honestly, the answer is maybe not. Maybe you won't feel a difference. But I think that it's healthy and wise to pray until you do feel like praying. And I think you and, oh, over the long run, you will feel a difference. Yes. But in like maybe not like that single Not in instant. that single instant when you're like dead tired and praying about jello. <laughs> jello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Um, but I will say through the years, um, overall, my prayers are getting better. Um, there are times and phases, and I think it's really normal to go through phases mm-hmm. where your closeness with Heavenly Father is tried. And in the moments that, or the phases of life that I'm working for my relationship with Heavenly Father, then it's strengthened. And in that work, that's doing everything that you can to feel close to Him. That's prayer. Yeah. Other things too, but that's prayer. I think for me, the biggest problem or the biggest struggle I've had with prayer has not necessarily been consistency. I feel like I do a pretty good job of constantly praying, Mm -hmm. but I have struggled and I do struggle with quality, like having quality prayers. Right. Um, Because I will find myself in ruts, uh, myself, (laughs) as I am multiple. I, I find myself in a rut, not infrequently, where I just say the same several things every time I pray and maybe I'll throw in something else but like, can you imagine being Heavenly Father or like being like, yeah like being Heavenly Father and getting that prayer like that phone call like you tell me the same thing every single day it's like that friend you have that only wants to talk to you about that one thing and so every time they see you they like bring up like the exact same thing over and over again like no no new points like no elaborations like the exact same thing yeah that would be annoying um, so I feel bad for Heavenly Father when he has to deal with my uh, my super repetitive prayers. But that, that's one thing that I have struggled with. And, and one way I found to found um, helpful to overcome that is just... It, it sounds super silly, but it's something I've done for a long time. Like when I get in a rut where I can't think of new things, I will have a really long prayer. I don't know if I've actually told you this, that I do this, but I have a really long prayer and it'll just be a, a gr- like a gratitude prayer. And so all I will do is, oh, is say thank that. you, but I start at the letter A. Oh, that's cool. And I say something that I'm grateful for that starts with the letter A. You gotta really think because you can't just like think of the first thing that you can think of, like apples. Like, right, like I'm a, Okay, well, yeah, I, I, I like apples, apples, but, but um, like really think about it. So I, I do that and I... Um, the like the whole prayer is just that 
And it's kind of a pain when I get to like Q's and X's and Z's. I would and, just skip that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and it takes a long time if I try and really sincerely find something that I'm really grateful for that starts with every letter of the alphabet. And that's just something silly that I do that I've found helps make my prayers more direct and more intentional. Um, and I find if I do that every now and again, I have better prayers, mm-hmm. in, usually. Andrew is also a really good example of consistency in prayers. I will always find him on his knees in the morning and at night. And I am very embarrassed to say that I honestly, I do struggle with consistency. I'm, like, good with meal times and... I'm pretty good with like morning and night prayers, but not super. She's, she, I really struggle with consistency. It's like I, I think I think sleepiness affects you to a greater degree than it affects uh, me. Yeah. So, um, so we say we say family prayers every night, and if she's already in bed um, before I remember or before one of us remembers to say, okay, let's say family prayers. If she's already in bed and like halfway asleep, if I come in. It's like a really, I have to take a really calculated risk to wake her up. It's like, so Mama Bear is sleeping right now. How badly do, how badly do I want to wake her up? And so I have to decide like, okay, is she, what, what is the likelihood of her biting my head off? Like, will waking her up chase away the spirit or invite the spirit more because we're praying? That's funny. So, um, but I, I think sleepiness that affects really, you. really affects yeah. you a lot more than it does. But, I mean, it's been a, a like a lifelong goal. Consistency has been a lifelong goal, and I'm still working on it. Yeah. Yep. I think it's fine. Okay. Heavenly Father just cares that we're trying. Yeah. So I, I think one other struggle that we touched on earlier, but we haven't really dove delved into delved into, is receiving answers. Yeah. Um. This is also one of the things that is hard for me. It's it's hard for me to recognize answers to prayers. And it's and because of that, it's hard for me to pray because I'm already discouraged. So it's like I have that thought that like, well, like I never know my answers and I get really whiny, like, well, I don't know. Does he even care? Does he talk to me? How come I don't get answers like Andrew gets answers? Or like other people. And so get like answers, yeah. yeah, but And so, like, that just, like, makes me not want to pray. But the thing that helps me to kind of get over that little hump is um, to think about daily, think about um, how I saw the hand of the Lord that day. And I've done a couple of these journals in the past where every day, like, it's a journal specifically for seeing the hand of the Lord and whether that's, like, actually, I think, what was it called? I think it was called my Tender Mercies Journal. And basically it was like how Heavenly Father knows me. And every single day I would write down like one thing that I saw Heavenly Father do for me that day. And I mean, even if it was silly things like he knows that I love chocolate. And (laughs) like today, a little girl came to our door selling chocolate and Andrew bought me a chocolate. And that is just like, I think that, I mean, if that is just a tender mercy to me. And it can be big things like big answers to prayers or it can be little things like that. Yeah. Um, 
just so that you know Heavenly Father is watching over you, and He knows you, and He loves you, and I feel like when I'm in those phases of keeping that journal, and I'd like to start that again, those are the phases where I feel the closest and the most um, committed to prayer and the most encouraged and like motivated by prayer to keep mm-hmm. going. And I think it provides an opportunity to Heavenly Father to give us answers. Um, yeah. Because if, if you're looking for answers and you're looking for His hand, then I then think... Then you to find it. Yeah, he's, he's, he is... You're going to see it. I mean, there is nothing more important to Him than getting you back to be with Him. Like, that is, like, the most important thing to him. Yeah. Um, and he does that within the laws that he has revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it means like, not everyone can just come back. Like, we still have to be worthy to be with him. But you are, like, the most important thing to him. And so if you come to him and say, Heavenly Father, like, I want to see that you're there. Like, I just need a reminder. And so, like, I'm just going to look for, I'm going to look for evidence of you being in my life if you do that there is no way in the world he's not going to be more engaged in showing you those things Mm -hmm. in providing you those answers yeah i think one of the coolest prayers to have (laughs) it's gonna sound silly to say that there's like a coolest prayer but when you pray to heavenly father asking him to show this is kind of confusing (laughs) asking him to show you how he sees you does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Asking him to, like... Asking so, Heavenly Father, you. please help me to see myself, myself the way your you eyes. see me. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, I've had so many moments where my perspective has changed and where I can just, like, love myself and accept myself, flaws and all, and know that I'm progressing yeah. towards Heavenly Father. And I, let me... I think this is really important. I feel like we should do this. Uh, just real quick, I want to run through a couple concrete ways that Emily and I receive answers to prayer. <laughs> Sorry. Um, because sometimes, um, I remember we had a conversation with somebody one time. We were like, so how do you receive answers to prayers? And like, oh, well, like you pray and then you, and then just, you, get, you, an you get an answer. Like, okay, well, what does that look like? They're like, well, you pray and you get an answer. <laughs> and it was just like cyclical logic. And so we want I mean, we be, could have a whole episode on how to receive an, or what... What how res- we feel answers or how we get yeah. answers. And so just real quick, just so we can give like some specific ways we receive answers. I think it answers yeah. ties into prayers very, or very deeply because receiving answers is the other side of the conversations. Mm-hmm. Like we pray and then Heavenly Father speaks to us. Right. Um, so, so how do you feel answers or how do you get okay. answers? Let me just like list off a couple of the ones. Okay. Um, so a lot of times I'll come to Heavenly Father with the, with the question like, so do I do this or this? Like I'm thinking of doing this. Um, and it's just as simple as when I say, I'm thinking of doing this, um, but here's the other option. And when I say when I'm thinking of doing this, I will feel... Um, I'll feel the spirit. I'll feel good. I'll feel warm. I will feel confident. Um, and sometimes it's, it's that easy. I can say, him, I tell him my choice and then he confirms it or I, I'll feel kind of hazy. Like I won't feel confident about the choice. Um, and if that's the case, then I think, okay, this is the wrong choice. I'm going to go regroup and come back and, and ask Heavenly Father again. Um, another way, would you say something? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Can we get even more practical? Okay. Can you share your experience where we prayed about it for a long time and didn't really feel anything? Yeah. And so there was, um, 
a job that I... sometimes there's a yes and a no, and then sometimes there's nothing. So I think this is a great prayer story because it exemplifies several of our, our um, answer-receiving methods. Uh, but there was a, a job that I really wanted, and Emily and I have been praying about it and praying about it. We never felt good, but we never felt bad. Like, we never felt like this is not the right thing. We felt like, okay, like this is just something that we we can do if we want to do it. Like that's how we felt the whole time. And I said, I wanted to do it. And so we kept going and kept going and kept going. Um, and we get to the job and I was praying about it. And there was one day where I just felt awful. Like I just, like there was this huge weight on my shoulders and I just felt like, I, I remember telling myself, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this is not what I'm supposed to do. Like, Heavenly Father is going to say, okay, if this is what I want to do, but this is not where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I felt terrible, and I couldn't get it off my back, and I was I was miserable. I didn't know what I was going to do because we're coming to the end of my of college, and I didn't know where I was going to work um, and what we were going to do. And I knelt down, and I said a prayer, and and. I just felt terrible every time I thought I wish I wanted to stay. And then I said, like, and the hard thing was like, you liked it. Yeah. I loved like, it. You I wanted thought it was really to cool. Stay, you know, yeah. like it was an awesome job. But then I, I felt, um, as soon as I thought heavenly father, like I'm, I'm willing to not stay if that's what you want me to do. Like, is this, am I supposed to leave? Um, and I felt, as soon as I felt that, I felt an overwhelming sense of peace. That did not make me less sad right. or less frustrated, mm-hmm. but it made me, I, I felt peace. And in that moment, I was like, okay, like, I know this is from God. Like I, I know all of my other feelings are real too. And I'm really frustrated and I'm sad and I'm angry. But this peace is but from But this God. peace is from God. Yeah. And so I decided to trust that peace instead of my my personal anxieties and my personal worries. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, so the next form of prayer or the answer to the prayer was the second prayer right after that, really the second question, like what in the world am I going to do? Right. Um, and so I prayed and I asked my father, like, what am I going to do? I have no idea what to do. I have no idea how I'm going to, how I'm going to feed my family, how we're going to get a house or how we're going to live. No idea whatsoever. Um, because my world had been rocked because I decided to follow Heavenly Father instead of following my own personal ambitions. And he said nothing. Yeah. He said nothing. <laughs> um, the only... And, and I didn't... I mean, he said nothing, but I, I think... He I, said nothing about that. Yeah. But that overwhelming peace was throughout. Yeah. It was like, this is the right choice to not stay. And so, because I had that overwhelming peace, I felt, okay... I'm just going to trust that what Heavenly Father is saying and has in mind is is going to work out. Mm-hmm. And so that form of prayer or like that answer to that prayer of like, what am I going to do did not come for a really long time, like almost a year. Um, and I was constantly praying about it. And I never got a good answer. And I was just moving forward and trying different things. Um, and then... Uh, Here's another way of getting an answer. So sometimes the answer is just nothing. Like he doesn't say anything, but you move forward with trust anyway. And because then, he sees the greater picture, you know, and sometimes 
it might ruin it if he can just tell you everything. Yeah, because he so needs... We, we need to learn on our own and to figure things out and... Maybe we need the 15 million steps along the way so that we can grow yeah. and learn things. And for this, in this instance, I didn't have the capacity to receive the answer because the opportunities that he would open up later hadn't even materialized yet. Right. And so he couldn't have given me an answer. Um, That's a good point. And <clears throat> there was a time, oh, Emily and I were reading our scriptures one time, and we felt really strongly that we needed to move to Louisiana, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Like, we had, didn't really know where that... It was kind of out of left field. Like, it wasn't really in line with our plans. Like, I was actually working with a different company at the at, the, at this point. Um, and so we felt like we needed to leave that company and move to Louisiana. And we're like, okay... Is there is that- nothing in Louisiana that is, like, anything about Andrew's like studies yeah and degree yeah Um, (laughs) so so we uh, we received that answer out of left field so sometimes answers come from out of nowhere like you'll just Mm -hmm. you'll feel really strongly to go to do something yeah um and emily and i both felt that answer separately yeah um which was a, a witness for us that that was the right thing for us to do uh and then i'll leave you hanging on that story because there's no more answers to this no, no more ways to receive answers that come up from this story. Right. Well, but, things fell into place. Yeah, things you know, did like fall we, into place. It worked we out. We have a job lined up, and things just kind of, like, unfolded. Yeah, in ways that I... I, There's no way that they could have happened that way. Like The, the series of events that happened in our life could not be coincidence. It had to be handled, Lord. And there's no way that right. Heavenly Father could have really told you any right. of that yet. Yeah. So... Um. And and then the last thing I want to say, the last means of receiving answers, and there's lots of different means, but this is the, the main one I think I feel in my life most of the time, is just a clarity of thought. And I think this is the one that we would notice least often when we're praying, and then we just find ourselves saying the right thing, or doing the right thing, or understanding something that we really didn't have the capacity to understand or do on our own. Mm-hmm. Great example Every time Emily's upset at me or she's having a hard time, um, I've, I've, maybe not every time, but frequently I find myself like, I feel that there are moments when she's having a hard time that I know exactly what I need to say. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll say those things. Um, and I can tell that uh, there are things that I couldn't know on my own or I, I wouldn't know exactly what I needed to say otherwise, but I felt peaceful as I thought this is what I should say Mm -hmm. and then I would say it and hopefully it helps so you always say the right thing I think you always say the right thing so it's working (laughs) but but it applies in other areas of life as well I think the the Lord is constantly engaged in in our lives and if we're praying he's going to be constantly nudging our thoughts in the right direction yeah. And so we'll be making the right choice. And I think that's the way I receive answers most time is that like the Lord just slightly nudges my thoughts and gives me clarity. Yeah. I like, I think that is for me too. The nudging of thoughts is like you have one thought and then like it just keeps reoccurring. You're like, okay, well this, this must be from heavenly father. If this is just like, keep, it just keeps coming up. Right. But then also, um, peace. I feel peace when I get answers and sometimes I feel like most of the time I don't get direct answers 
like a yes or a no. Um, or a, you should do this other thing, I don't know. Um, most of my answers are just peace or the feeling that I just like, just wait, just hold on. I'm working it out. And then later down the road, things unfold. Yeah. Peace and trust. Like yeah. Those are the, or peace and the, the ability and the willingness to trust. Yeah. Like they're probably the biggest things. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I had one more question for you. And okay. this is like one of my kind of deeper personal questions. So I have no answers on this, but um, do you think praying about something harder or like having greater faith will impact the answer? Like, will it change your circumstances? If, it, if Heavenly Father's will is going to happen no matter what, like he has a plan, is your greater faith changing anything? So it's funny you ask this because this is a actually really big doctrinal question that caused a whole lot of headaches, especially in the Middle Ages. Really? Yeah. There are a lot of churches that kind of came spring up from this this okay, schism. So tell me what you think. I think, first off, um, something that is very clear throughout the scriptures is that we pray um, and it changes us. Prayer changes who we are. It changes yeah. um, the way we see the world and it changes our relationship with yeah. God. Not the nature of our, like other, the natures that we're always his children, but it, the, it changes the, the relationship from being a child who doesn't want to listen to the parent to a child who's constantly going to their parent and asking for advice. Mm-hmm. And so that child is obviously going to be the one who gets the most advice and who is able to make the best choices. Um, and so it changes us. But, and I'm not speaking doctrinally or like, I'm not saying this is the exact way it is. This is what I have felt. I feel that there are a lot of things that are according to Heavenly Father's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's according to his plan that it has to happen a certain way, our prayers are not going to change the events. They will change us. our reaction to those events. And they will help those events become beneficial for us as opposed to negative. Okay. But within that, I think there are lots of areas of our lives that don't fall into a specific schematic that God has written out and printed and has, uh, like sitting on his bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of areas of our lives where like it's all case by case, like things can change. Yeah. I think there are, um, you know, there are a lot of things that don't have to happen one way or another. Okay. And I think in those areas, uh, our praying can invoke the blessings of heaven. And I think in those moments, we can receive those blessings and the Lord will intervene and change things so that they are different than they would be otherwise. Okay. So. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Those are my thoughts. I might be wrong. (laughs) Those are just my, my non, uh, my uh, non-official thoughts. One thing I want to say about couple prayers as you talk about we've been talking about the individual mm-hmm. and then we want to move out as to the couple. couple i mean there's not a whole lot more to add but i think you have a point and i have a point yeah I, I think the the main benefit i see for couples praying is that they unify their vision together mm-hmm. and their vision with heavenly father 
Right. And so they get on the same page together and they get on the same page with Heavenly Father. Also, it provides a really great opportunity to um, thank Heavenly Father for your spouse. So like when I pray, like I try and always thank Heavenly Father for something Emily has done for me that day, for who she is, and all those He's things. He's so good about that. It's so <laughs> cute. Like, every night when he prays, I just want to, like, cry because he's so sweet to me. And I think I I enjoy doing that because it, it is a, an easy way for me to show Emily how much I care for, that I'm willing. You know, it's like when you you overhear someone talking good about you to somebody else. Yeah. Like, when you were a kid and you, like, heard your parents talking good about you to, like, one of their friends or something, it's like... Like, a, it was a really powerful, good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think okay. praying does that, and it makes it so, it, it, it makes, it engenders good feelings. And it's a really good way, if I have done something wrong and offended Emily, it is a good <laughs> way for me to, like, apologize one more time, to, like, tell him, like, I'm sorry that I did this to Emily. Like, can you please forgive me and help Emily know that I love her? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Okay, you totally stole my point. I'm sorry. That was my point. Okay. Well, but really, that was what I really had to say is that, like, when you are praying for your spouse um, in front of your spouse, like, there's no way that they're going to remain, like, angry at you. Yeah. Like, prayer brings the spirit. And so, if you're in a pickle with your spouse and you're praying for them in front of them, with them, their heart's going to be changed or softened or something. Like, hopefully, have faith that it will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think it is a fantastic way to make serious decisions because no yeah. decision that affects the family or affects you as a married couple should be done with one person. Right. Right. Um, it should be something you do together. It's about counseling. Yep. It's like our favorite thing recently. Yeah. Count, we're big counsel on counseling. Right now. Um, and so when you go to Heavenly Father, it's inviting Heavenly Father into that counsel with, with the two of you. Yeah. Um, and this is re- it's sometimes difficult because it means that you both have to be in a place where you're able to receive revelation. Mm-hmm. But once you get there, it's awesome. Like once yeah. you're at a point where you can receive an answer from Heavenly Father, which is revelation. If Heavenly Father reveals an answer to you, revelation. Okay. Okay. Couple prayer. So Anything else? No, I'm good. Family okay. prayer? Family prayer. Okay, we got to go, go. Okay. Yeah, we're out of time. Family prayer is not as peaceful as you think. It is usually awful. <laughs> <laughs> at least in our phase of life right now. Yeah. Hiram is three. Ruth is one. Neither of them sit still for more than two seconds. Yeah. They have a really hard time with this. Yeah. So Hiram can, like, we can say, like, okay, we're going to have a prayer. He'll fold his hands and bow his head real cute and close his eyes. And that lasts literally two seconds before he starts talking to us about something or running just, like, around the room. Stand up and walk out of the room. Or just, like, leave. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but the important part of that is consistency. Consistency. It's setting a good example right. for them. Because he has come to us several times like, when we're putting him to bed. He's like, wait, we have to say prayers. Yeah, like he knows we do it and he knows it's important. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I've talked about this a lot, but I think that Hiram's not going to remember what we pray about. He's not going to remember. I don't remember what we pray about. I don't about, remember. Really. I mean, sometimes I do, actually. Yes. Okay. But like, <laughs> Hiram, he doesn't, he's not going to like care about what we pray about or like, um, remember anything or look back and think like, Oh, remember that one time we prayed? Like, no, he's just hopefully going to remember that we always prayed. Like, hopefully there won't be a time where he's like, I remember the first time we prayed as a family. Like that should have been there all along. So consistency is key, and that's what I hope that he takes away from it, yeah. is that we were always consistent. 
Yeah. And I've noticed a difference in him when we do the same thing with him that we were talking about in our couple prayers. When right. we say, we tell Heavenly Father, like, thank, thank, we're thankful for Hiram and for Ruth. And... <laughs> when we're like, just start, sorry, I interrupted you. You're fine. But when we're like, just starting our prayer and like, we haven't mentioned him yet. He's like, mom, 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 bless me. Bless me. Pray about me. Pray, pray about me. Talk, 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 talk about, about me. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's so cute. Yeah. He loves it. Um, the other thing that I think is really beneficial. Oh, so, okay. Family prayer, consistency yields results. Yeah. We've um, only, again, Hiram's only three. And so parents who have kids that are older and have been doing this their whole lives will be able to testify of the benefits more so than we will be able to. Yeah. But even at this age, I, I feel like it is a blessing for Hiram. Yeah. And it's a good way too to like slip in those little teaching moments because I yeah. know that he's listening he just might not look like he's listening. Yeah. Um, so like when we're um, have little lessons or talk about things from the scriptures or about Jesus or something like in our normal, like in our lives, to bring that into prayer and kind of like in a little teaching way. Yeah. Especially with Hiram at this age, he likes to you know say the prayer, but it's him Quote asking us. saying the prayer. Yeah. It's him asking us to help him say the prayer. And so, <laughs> he goes, Heavenly Father, Amen. Yeah, yeah. if it's if it's just him, say, hey, Father, Amen. amen. Like, okay, let's put something in between yeah. those two things. So um, we'll like we'll help him out, yeah. and, and um, we like to use that as a chance to emphasize things that we've been talking about, like Emily said. And yeah. so, like, uh, we had a guest on a few weeks ago talking about family facts. Oh yeah. Um, and so like we we did Jordans are patient. Uh-huh. So, like in our prayers, we would say, like, please help us to be patient because yeah. Jordans are patient. Yeah, and so we bring it up, and we have him, like, we have him repeat it, and so he's right. like, it's a chance for him to sit there and say it and tell Heavenly Father about it, um, and it's just a really easy way to get another repetition in of the lesson that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else? Um, practical, I mean, I guess we've had practical applications. Practical applications throughout. So pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for, for joining us for this. Uh, hopefully it's beneficial to somebody. It's been good for us to talk about it, to think about it. Definitely to brainstorm and to study. Yeah. We, we usually study the scriptures pretty heavily about the topic that we're going to, we're going to discuss. Even if we don't bring up the scriptures during the podcast episode, it's nice for us to like have it in our minds. Yeah. Um, also, on a little side note, we pray before every episode. Yeah. Um, just so that we can be kind of like Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ's hands, mouths. Oh. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. And um, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. I apologize. But um, just so that we can make sure that we are saying the things that you guys need to hear that Heavenly Father would want us to tell you last real thing that i want to promise all of you is that sometimes in our hectic lives we are overwhelmed by everything that's going on and we feel like we can't handle dealing with anybody else's stuff or that we can't deal with like other people's small problems Mm -hmm. and we project this fear this frustration on heavenly father and we think he can't handle my frustrations or they're not interesting to him or like my problems aren't big enough to really bother him. But I promise you that he cares. He cares about every single aspect of your life. Yeah. 
every single aspect of your life. And Emily and I have seen this, especially in the last couple of weeks. We've made conscious efforts to pray and to tell Heavenly Father about the things we're dealing with and we're mm-hmm. struggling with. And we have felt an increase of help from Heavenly Father with yeah. those things specifically. And they, they're things like maybe I'm struggling with a concept in school or um, I am having a hard time with a... Uh, I'm studying Spanish right now. And so like I'll, every now and again, I'll, I'll struggle with, with a grammar principle or with learning words. And um, as I've... I guess specifically, so I've been struggling with memorizing more words as I, 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 we made the decision to say, to pray and then consecrate. What we mean by consecrate is pray and tell Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, like I'm, I'm doing this thing. Like this is important to me, but I want it to be of use to you. And so you can do whatever you want with it if it's what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. And can you Knowing that it's whatever, knowing that I'm promising to use this skill or this thing I'm doing or whatever it is to build up your kingdom, yeah. Can you bless me, and in the way that, yeah, sorry, yeah, like in in the way that you feel I need or that you Mm -hmm. want it to be, and you can make it whatever you want. Just kind of like giving up, giving it up to the Lord. Yeah, Yeah. and prayer is an essential part of doing that, and. He cares about every single aspect of your life. And as we did this, we've seen the hand of the Lord more prevalent in all of these aspects of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I I promise you that whatever you're worried about, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, uh, even if you're not struggling with it, even if it's just something you're, you're enjoying and it's not hard at all, if you pray to Heavenly Father about it, it will become more enjoyable for you and it will become better and exactly what heavenly father wants it to be yeah i love that thank you for sharing that you guys heavenly father freaking loves (laughs) you he loves everything about you and yes we all have flaws and that's the way it's supposed to be but we are encouraged and supposed to work on our flaws and try to get better and turn to christ for that help. Turn to Heavenly Father for that help, and He will help you in every way that He can. Amen. Because He loves you. Amen. All right. Okay. We are wrapping this up because it is lengthy. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, as always, like, subscribe, share, do all those wonderful things. Uh, oh, go ahead and leave us a review if you like what you're hearing. Yeah, please. Those reviews mean so much to us. Emily it's, has literally cried some, at some so, of the reviews. It's so touching to just like read that people right because we, we literally have no interaction from you guys unless you reach out unless you leave us yeah leave we don't know who you are yeah we, we see that like okay we have so many listens a week or yeah. whatnot but we have no real interaction from you guys unless you reach out to us yeah. so oh 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 what we need to say happy birthday to somebody oh yes There's really a... fast and then we'll close okay happy birthday anna thanks for everything you guys or everything you do anna we love you yeah ya. So Anna's Andrew's little cousin. She's turning eight yeah. on the day that this releases. Yep. So, so happy birthday. Um, yeah. So do all those good things. Subscribe, share, tell your friends about us. We're trying to help. Word of mouth is like the best way to yeah, spread Yeah. We've tried lots of different things like physical, like flyers and and trying to do paid advertising and whatnot. But the best way has just been word, word of mouth. mouth yeah. So please tell your friends about us. Yeah. Okay. Love you guys. All right. Thanks. Keep your faith. Bye.